time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Corridor Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser. And joining me, as always, is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? Big Johnny D. What's up, Gorehounds? And the killing machine himself, Bobby Amon. And there is the lag. Cue, okay, so <laughs> today is May 3rd, 2021, and we got a doozy of an episode for you today. Yeah, but do. first, it's time for your slice of life. Big Johnny D, how did you do? I did pretty well this week, buddy. It was a nice, relaxing week. Uh, uh, did another episode of Fatality with the Broadsmeister, and uh, it was a good one. Did Shaolin Monks, so go check that out. That was a uh, fun game. Oh, dude, I'm still playing through with the wife just because it's so good. Like, it's just a good co-op game. Um, celebrated my niece's uh, 12th birthday on Saturday, so that was pretty oh, sweet. Happy birthday yep, to so happy, Yeah, happy 12th, uh, Natalie. Other than that, man, uh, just relaxed, kind of didn't do shit this weekend, man. Just kind of besides some gaming and um, obviously mowed the lawn, all that bullshit. And uh, watch this movie. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we will save more for that later on this episode <laughs> chad buddy how you been bud not too bad brother i worked you know a four-day week and had a three-day weekend because of all the hours we put in we had a lot of stuff going out tj you're going to be seeing some uh different looking product coming out from us very soon yeah i saw the new packaging looks pretty spiffy yeah i think i think we're gonna start shipping that next week nice i think is the plan so we got to ship out everything we have left this week so it's kind of slow going right now but we'll get that all out and then when the new stuff will be hitting the shelves really soon well new packaging it's the same product just new packaging okay so it looks awesome like yeah, it'll be pretty interesting. Aside from that, you know, like you, did some gaming over the weekend. I finished through the whole storyline of MK11 and Aftermath. Nice, dude. Yeah. So now I'm just grinding and earning coins and skins and shit and seeing what all I can unlock. And thanks to you and Mr. Brody Kane, I had to go online and order Deadly Alliance and Deception. Yeah, fuck yeah, uh, Deadly Alliance will be here tomorrow. Deception got here Saturday. What, uh, what system did you get for that, bud? Xbox, you said? Yeah, DOG Xbox. Nice. You're not playing the Duke, are you? The Duke? The Duke controller. controller. The old yeah, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You got the Duke? Wait, no, 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 no. No, mine don't work anymore. I had to get replacement controllers. They're oh, smaller. okay. That's right. Yeah, because they came out with that second generation, which was much more ergonomic for the hands. But, man, yeah, you got the OG Duke? Holy shit. No, 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 no. No, no my controller's probably from being moved around stored for years and years they just don't work anymore word that's awesome yeah. though dude I'm, that makes me very happy you got those <laughs> i'm just dis I'm disappointed deception came before deadly alliance because i wanted to play deadly alliance first so i didn't start right playing. well understandable yeah because you gotta go chronologically uh, by the way i love the storyline for uh 11 and aftermath dude they're really good like yeah. really that's like good. movie good it's actually it, better than the movie we got and i love the movie I, don't get me listen, wrong listen i i agree and I feel like that was the hardest comparison as you got the last like four games. You have a legit full fucking story. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But no, that's awesome, dude. And good luck on Deadly Alliance, man, because all the multicolor coins are a bitch to get for the fucking crit. So <laughs> I'll do what I can, brother. I'll do what I can. But yeah, aside from that, it was a pretty quiet weekend. Um, this coming week, we celebrate Steph's 31st birthday. Oh, 
Oh, happy early birthday, Stephanie. Happy early happy birthday. birthday. Thanks, guys. Yes. And, and then Saturday, we're going to the Penguins game. Ah, those are your Wait, did you say it was Steph's birthday? Happy birthday. Yeah, it will sorry. be. It's uh, uh, Thursday, okay. buddy. <laughs> okay. I'll show up on Facebook. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm like doing other stuff. Off You're fine. You're fine. That's all right. That's all right. We're good. <laughs> we got you covered, buddy. We got you covered. But yeah, right. that's, uh, that's all I got going on. Uh, what about you, Bobby? What's new with you, brother? I had a nice little chill weekend myself, although, uh, you know, I bought more horror shit. <sighs> had to take a lot of restraint but that's okay that's okay that's all i'm gonna say no it was it was it was nice and chill it was good pretty much a lot of relaxing uh saw some friends was hanging out with some family as well and just doing a whole bunch of things it was was a nice weekend and then sunday was the chillest day of them all it was chilling so not a whole lot of horror this weekend which is fine i need a little break from it so and then last week recorded episode two of the machine shop with mr Corey kaufman himself right so that'll that'll be i think coming this week to everybody and then episode wednesday wednesday it'll be coming as from the boss man and episode three, uh, I'm working on it now, and then I'm working on trying to upgrade some stuff. So slowly but surely, everything is cool. Shit, really cool. Together. Shit, if everything pulls through. Yes, I'm well working on it, uh, w- waiting on some answers, but then waiting on some other shit to try and get fixed here first because uh, we need to make sure that shit is in tip top shape. Right now, we're running good, and we're going to keep it that way. But got everything you. else is good. Um, that's all I got, boss man. What about you? Okay, so I've been pretty busy this last week. We've been doing a lot of things behind the scenes. Got a package from Severn Films, and today I'd love to show you guys what uh, what is in it, but there's a lot of nudity. It is the comic version of The Strange Vice of Mrs. Worth. Uh, it has featuring Edward Fenich, one of my favorite Italian, uh, what do we want to call her? Uh, Jallo stars, uh, Italian actresses of, of her time. Fantastic. She's in all Starlet. Starlet is a good word. Starlet. There we Ooh. go. Starlet. She's uh, again. The comic is just littered with nudity. The front cover's got some big old titties on it. Uh, it's so I can't show <laughs> Go it. Go wrong there, dude. Yeah, I got uh, some replacement disc like disc cases in because you remember a couple weeks ago. Oh, I you, got- you guys nice. Yeah. Nice. I got my Nosferatu in Venice and it was just fucking destroyed. So I got some replacement <laughs> cases for that. And then of course my uh, strange behavior from 1981 had a blue case. Fix that. Got a black case for it now. So it's all, it's all, it's Very all good. Nice. It's all good now, you know, but Upgrading. yeah, we, we've been working on some new shows like Bobby said, machine shop episode two is dropping on Wednesday. <laughs> Big old titty. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good wife there. <laughs> yes, sir. I was talking to Steve today. Looks like we're going to be doing some extra episodes of Somewhat Supernatural. Those will be releasing soon. And then I also started planning out the second season of the TJ Bowser Power Hour. That will be nice. entitled Oh for the Love of Film. And we'll feature 10 interviews <laughs> with 10 different film collectors from uh, our little community here and i will i will go in depth of why they uh collect and some about some of their favorite pieces in their collection and, and what kind of where it all started it'll be a uh, pretty cool and that of course will be all available on projectlouder.net and of course on our social medias on facebook youtube and all that stuff so stay tuned for all new episodes of the power hour coming very 
very soon but yeah i say that's that's all for right now so let's move on with this week's episode i am hearing an echo from one of you motherfuckers so just double check to uh make sure your things aren't too loud bobby it might be you okay so this week's film is 1997's event horizon directed by paul ws anderson written by philip eisner produced by lawrence gordon lloyd levin and jeremy bolt starring lawrence fishburne as captain miller sam neal as dr william billy Weir, kathleen Quinlan as Peters, Jolie Richardson as Lieutenant Stark, Richard T. Jones as Cooper, Jack Noseworthy as Ensign, Justin Jason Isaacs as DJ, Sean Pertwee as Smith Schmitty. Music by Michael Common, not writer. Cinematography by Adrian Biddle. (laughs) Edited by Martin Hunter. Distributed by Paramount Pictures. Released August 15th, 1997. Runtime of 96 mini autos. Budget $60 million. Gross $42 million. God left you unfinished. Chad? Roll that beautiful bean footage, baby. Yeah. Oh, I didn't load it up. Hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind that. It'll it'll just be a, a skosh of a second here. Just as uploading. Yes. Bobby, your uh, connection completely die uh, shit. The bed. Did he freeze on us? It's yeah, flatlined. He's, yeah, it's flatlined. flatlined. Ooh. He's just. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Oh man. It's processing. So just just give it some time here. Right on. Right on. Bobby's got them sweet sex lips going on right He now, does dude. got them sweet sex lips. <laughs> <laughs> we need like a... Uh, you know, you know yeah. what would go great with that is John's chocolate rain voice. There he is. <laughs> Bobby's sex lips and the chocolate rain voice. Oh, boy. Secret sex lips. <laughs> oh, I can see. Oh, there's a lot of like... Uh, looks like Steve preloaded a bunch of videos from Somewhat Supernatural that are still in here. Oh. Uh, there, there is a lot. Did, did he play wow. those on air? I think he did a couple, yeah. Okay. I didn't get to catch this whole podcast. I jumped more in towards the end, but yeah, I'm only able to. Everybody goes live, and I'm driving to work. So I'm just like, <sighs> <sighs> right? That's true. Although you were at work for uh, for Brody and I on Saturday. Yes, least, yes, so. yes. I just got there, and I was like messaging Brody. I was like, "Don't go live. Let me double check." <laughs> after the fact, you know, this is the best because Brody didn't even have the link. I had to resend him the fucking link. Oh fuck! <laughs> so I was just like, "I got you." I don't. <laughs> Bobby, it looks like we, we finally have you back there, buddy. Yep. Yeah. Um, Welcome I'm back, sir. Just changing a couple things here. Just Ooh. don't mind me right now. Hey, yeah, hey, guys, sorry pants. about this. And I uh, completely forgot that I didn't uh, upload that. This is a significant time uh, difference whenever you... Uh... Hey, you can have animated backgrounds now. What? Really? Oh, shit. <gasps> oh. oh. That kind of looks like the countdown when I was nice. That's, 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 that's can, that could be trippy. Can you only do the preloaded ones or can you make your own? You can make our own, I guess. Oh, I'm sure you can make your own. Ooh. Oh, Kaufman. Tell us that, boys. But yeah, uh, that's pretty fucking rad. Didn't realize that. So anybody, anybody who's watching, I apologize for the little delay here. But uh, so imagine a Project Louder live background of just all the podcasters' heads going around and like a clockwise. <laughs> yeah, that scare me. That would be, be like this fucking Brady bunch. <laughs> Chad, yes! say the big beans thing. Here's a story. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> This morning, TDRS picked up an automated navigation beacon broadcasting at two-minute intervals in Neptune orbit. Neptune orbit. 
creation of a secret government project to create a spacecraft capable of faster than light flight. The ship doesn't really go faster than light. What it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. Where has she been for the last seven years, Doctor? That's what we're here to find out. After seven years in deep space. There were 18 people on board this ship when it disappeared. I want them all accounted for. Opening outer door. It came back abandoned. Any crew? Negative. This place is a tomb. But it didn't come back alone. Captain Miller! I've got some problems here! has been beyond the boundaries of our universe. Who knows where it's been and what it's brought back with it. What is it? This ship is reacting to us and the reactions are getting stronger. What are you telling me? That this ship is alive? I have such wonderful things to show you. Oh my God. It knows my secrets. <laughs> my fears. Vacate. I want off this ship. I can't leave. She won't let you. God help us. That's a nice trailer, I will say. Very nice. Very well done. It would have been sweet, though, to watch in 4K. Shot it last night. (laughs) Yeah. It might have been in 4K. I don't know. I just picked the There's a little UHD thing on the left. Yeah, there, there. Like I said, there was three picks for that, but obviously we can get into that a little bit farther. I'm not that. I'm not that upset. It was a good. Who wants to uh, put it down? Uh, It was my pick, so I'd love to. Okay. I hear talking, by the way. Yeah, there's a lot of background noise. What yep. The their TV on, or is like That's, somebody streaming yep. it? That was Bobby. That was Bobby for me. I muted Bobby. That's definitely picking up a different TV. Okay, you ready? So the year is 2047, and a ship named the Event Horizon has reappeared after disappearing seven years prior and experience experiments for faster than light travel. A rescue team hastily speeds to the returned vessel after a transmi- transmission was picked up from the ship, garbled but vaguely resembling a human voice. As the crew reach the ship, it appears that someone or something is toying with them. And more, the question is, what has the Event Horizon become? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh man. Did anybody else want to play Doom or Dead Space after watching this shit? Because I certainly fucking Dead did. Space I wanted to watch the Pinhead. I wanted to watch the third Pinhead like after this. Yeah. Yeah. Because it reminded when you saw some of the flashbacks of all the, the poker. Like I was like, this is so pinhead. Like no, I, 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 the Hellraiser vibes are strong. Yeah, it was very, very highly Hellraiser influenced, and it did actually influence uh, both Dead Space and I believe Doom Three. Uh oh yeah, I mean Dead Space is right off the fucking bat, dude. That's literally the goddamn story. Mo- like you know what I mean, the story mode right there. Lost ship. Let's go figure out, see what the hell happened to all the crew mm-hmm. and everything. Perfect, dude. When I heard that line, I was like, oh, we're going to see the Ishimura. But we're not <laughs> going to see the Ishimura. 
but uh, dude and, and doom obviously because we're talking about space and demonic forces and shit mm-hmm. so that's just like full out like, yeah, that was my, that was my biggest disappointment with the damn movie was that it wasn't demons or anything mm, yes i i can agree with that because i was expecting a little bit more of like an actual physical presence of something so but no great pick chad thank you by the way it's been a long time since i've watched this so it's been a long time since i've watched it too so i was very happy to uh, revisit this and uh you know, like we were saying, I, I saw it in a theater when it first came out. Me and my buddy Brian went. Uh, we used to go see a lot of cool movies like this back in the day. Uh, by the way, the same director as uh, the first Mortal Kombat movie. So it ties in with our uh, Fatality um, podcast, too. Not only that, dude, when the credits hit in this movie, it goes straight to perfect 90s techno. So you're just like, <laughs> it's almost like perfect Paul fucking Anderson anything. You're like, all right. And I'm not going to lie. After seeing his name, I'm like, yo, let's throw in Resident Evil. Let's fucking yeah, do so this. We're going to go. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for, too. <laughs> hey man, he's, made, he's made some fun movies. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, a lot of people give him shit, but I like his movies. And you know what? Not to go back to the Mortal Kombat thing, but I I give him respect because after he didn't, he obviously walked out on Annihilation. They made Annihilation. This, yeah. And he literally goes, I am never walking out on a franchise that I start ever again. And hence why he did six motherfucking Resident Evil movies. Just say that. Yeah, I can respect him for sure. Dude. I like I I wish they gave him more time to do what he wanted to do, though. Yes, I feel like, like I, it, was, I, it all comes I'm, full circle at the end. I am. Disappointed, I am disappointed that he turned down Annihilation, but I'm happy he turned it down for this. Right, because you're both talking 97. They would have both been produced 96 coming mm-hmm. into it. So, and no, wasn't this one of the ones? And I apologize if it's in one of your behind the scenes, but like this was one of the ones where he actually had like the most like interference. Ability. Yeah, like he could he could fuck around with the movie the most in this one. Like no, 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 no. They butchered his movie. No, no, no. Originally, though, he was supposed to be able to like. They were just like, you do whatever the fuck you want. Are you talking do. about yeah. he had he they had more faith in him at this point, so they gave him a bigger budget. He had a grander scale to work with, something more of a bigger vision overall. But again, like his like the pre- his previous film, like Mortal Kombat, the producer stepped in after the fact, completely changed the film. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean pretty much what happened. Yeah, I, no, I, you're, I, yeah. I mean, which is why we're left is, with a very turkey dry ending that we have. Yeah, and all, all it takes is one negative test screening for the producers to say, you know what? We're going to completely change this and reshoot. Jason it. goes to hell, baby. <laughs> it's another story. Release the three hour cut. Fuck you, Cunningham. Continue. Oh my God. I don't think that'll ever happen. I know. Well, the three hour cut. Yeah. yeah. Not well, until that's, he's that's, dead. that's about how long this movie would have been too. It's about three hours. Dude. It ne- I, okay. Needed it. It needed. I was it. expecting it longer too. It, like, like that's I said earlier said. in the chat to you guys. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I see. I feel a solid 30 to 45 minutes. It definitely needed just to flush out a little bit more suspense and like story behind the background. Cause I feel like some of the characters really get shorted in comparison to the other ones. It was, and this is very much a textbook nine mid to late nineties movie where it's just mm. you know, hurry up and get to the point, get to the point, get to cut to the chase. I mean, I'm definitely feeling also like space ghost spot or ghost ship vibes and yes. like oh what the hell i mean obviously aliens i mean or at least alien we should definitely go alien yeah alien right in the first yes but yo and uh how about that fucking uh straight up rip from uh midsummer ripped the fucking filleted skin 
piece from this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big time. Just, I, I, seen, I, I just love it. pointing out how flawed Midsummer is because like the that, like so all like okay, we all know it's Wicker Man, right? It's a modern you. Wicker Man. Thank okay? you. Yeah. The film is so overrated, it's not even funny. Ari Aster as a filmmaker is overrated, but that's for another fucking podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The doctor, I have to contain myself on that, yes. The way the doctor is is filleted and displayed. Well, let's say that. The way he's filleted and displayed in the infirmary is almost mirrored to what he did in Midsummer with the body in that. Okay, you added some fucking flowers. You okay? Come up with your own fucking ideas. Okay, buddy? Anyway, continue. Is it, what is that? There's a name actually for that procedure, though, right? Like it's like an old, like mm-hmm. there is Norwegian. Like what that is it? Blood eagle? No, 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 no. The blood eagle is completely okay. different. The blood eagle is where they cut open the back, they tear open the yes, uh, okay. cage, and they drag the lungs out. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's shown in uh, the Hannibal uh, series, I believe. But I'm still not entirely yes, sure. I've is. read I've read conflicting reports that that's never that was never actually a thing the Vikings did. Probably not. I'm sure it's just fucking bullshit rumors. That's, like, that nope, seems like a lot of it. effort. <laughs> right. But it, it, that is in uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, though. There you go. Ooh, Valhalla, Valhalla. Um, yeah, dude. Let's go back to this movie, though. I mean, <laughs> 97 CGI. Nah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, actually, sometimes. I want okay. to say exterior shots are fantastic. They're yeah, like, but the shots of everything floating around inside the ship mm, horrible. Yeah, they oh. look, it, okay. had that, it had that weird low but low but low quality sheen to it. Compare this yeah. to Starship Troopers. Oh, Starship mm, Troopers is a masterpiece. Yeah. Waves yeah. above. Waves above. And I have and I've seen oh, both yeah. films in 4K. So uh, was was Starship the same year? Or was that ninety nine? Was that ninety seven? It was later, wasn't it? 99. 99. No. I want to say 99. Uh, it was before that. I was say, I, quick. I'm thinking, I thought it was like 96. Really? Okay. So that might be very true. Other than that, man, this movie was a 97. Same year, baby. Okay. Okay. No fucking excuse. Oh, right. that's, that goes to show you right there. Yep. No shit. Okay. So yeah, besides the interior CGI, the, the exterior of the ship looked great. Yes. It did. Yes. There were, you know, their explosions look great. You know, even so I wish you guys could have enjoyed the same cut DJ and I did. Cause I'm sure that definitely like, you know, clean. Yeah, I, I, sure. did, I uh, did not in, I, see that. I want to say that the color might've been altered for the 4k version. The, the color grading. It definitely looked darker. I'd say some of the scenes just look cleaner overall. And I think like the oh, colors absolutely. are adjusted for the, for, for the scan. They have to be. To be honest, I do not have any complaints about the quality of the version that I watched. So yeah, oh, there, w- there wouldn't be. I, I just think that the one that we watched might have been the new, the new scan that South Shout Factory did because that, I don't see the an actual studio going through the effort of doing that right now. Oh, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not gonna lie, it makes me want to get it on physical. Well, absolutely, especially if like, it's the color yeah. we've seen on this one. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I think oh, my God. isn't that supposed to come out this month? Yes. No, or okay, you guys corrected me because remember, I had this completely preconceived notion that it came oh, out the, already. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, it was a pre sale, right? Yes, yes, it was okay. for a pre sale. They announced it like a year ago and it didn't happen. It, well, it did happen, but they announced it early because I think they got a new distributor, so they announced things early. And then I had it in my head that they announced that it was already out for some reason because they announced it early. So I brought it up last week. You guys were like, "No, they were." They were also it. trying to track down the the, uh, the original. That's cut. right. Yeah, that was another thing, and it just uh, it does not exist anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, that's unfortunate with some of these movies is they got such a great original cut and we'll never see it. It's so unfortunate. Now, is it because? 
stuff wasn't filmed or was no, it, it was filmed. It was, it was filmed. completely it was cut out and just cutting room floor jarred. It was just it, you know, shot. It was thrown. So yeah, in other words, they have to save those things. It's what that happened sucks, with dude. it's what happened with Friday Seven. All that nice juicy stuff they had all gone. They just got See, rid of it. Now that just seems as from like a business standpoint, that seems like a complete waste of time and money. At that, if you're going to throw it out, at least save it for archives or what. You know what I mean? Version. Like, yeah, like you've you've already spent the time and the money to film it. And especially if it's already been edited, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's probably because the movie wasn't as huge when it came out. That's probably why they just probably didn't care after that. It was, that's gotta be why. See, I feel like when Event Horizon hit, dude, I felt there was like a pretty big, like turnout for it. If I remember, I mean, obviously Chad went to the theaters. He would tell us better than, but like, I don't know. It didn't seem like it was like one of those ones where everybody was like, oh, that movie sucked. But, well, I remember when it came out, it did get a lot of negative reviews. It got, you know, it has its own fan base, of course, but. Yeah. And, and I know you'll probably have it in your notes, but um, it also, it didn't do well at the box office. So they're all probably thought like, okay, this movie didn't do well. We're not keeping this stuff. I'm, it had to have been the thought in their head at the time. Well, this was still kind of like a dark phase for horror anyway. There was, you know, yeah. Scream just came out the year. It was, it was the start of the darkening because Scream came out the year before. It wasn't a slasher. It was a horror film set in space, which is kind of a hard sell. Especially yes. If it's not alien, people aren't going to go see it. Wasn't, yeah. this at, wasn't this at the same time that they were re-releasing Star Wars? Yes. Mm-hmm. Same year. As in build up for episode one's release. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I did get to see episode four in theaters when they were doing that. So that yeah. was like the one where they tweaked it a little bit and added some like yeah, yeah they started CGI, CGI yeah. and then like stormtroopers. I know, okay. and the one scene. Nobody gave a shit about anything other than space stuff at that point. And that was Star Wars films. <laughs> By the way, I want to add in some of the things that they added in later to the special editions and in Return of the Jedi. They added blinking effects to the Ewoks, yes. and I got to say, blinking Ewoks are infinitely more creepy than non-blinking Ewoks. It looks so strange. Hmm. I'll have to take your word for that. Yeah. I noticed it, it was on TNT or something a couple months ago. I'm like, wait, did they just blink? It's almost like Superman's mustache that's not there in the weeding <laughs> cut. It just freaks me out, dude. And I don't know why. <laughs> but anyways, anyway, this movie. What did uh what the Brodsty say about it? Did he uh did he send us a juicy vid this week? Yeah, do we have everything from the DKB? Because I know he loves this movie. It is I, your DKB, here back for another episode of Goremore. And this week, I am here to talk to you about the one, the only, the motherfucking Event Horizon. (laughs) Now, let me just start off by saying I really love this film. I mean, I really, really appreciate this film, especially when I was a kid. And it does, yes, it does sound biased me to love this film so much because of that nostalgia running. But fuck it, yes, it is. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. This film's fantastic. When you actually grow up like me and actually appreciate films like this, you know the production design on this film is fan-bloody-tastic. I mean, they did not cheap out with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the violence in this film is balls to the walls from what we get. I mean, there's some very creative stuff in this film uh, in terms of violence. Um, the kills in themselves, uh, the body mutilations. It's, it's really the body horror in this film that I, that I really love. Um, and... To the people, I'm gonna get this off my chest, bro. Fuck it. To the people who went to the test screening of this film, right, and bitched about the violence, you're half the fucking reason why we don't get the fucking violence. 
Spot on. Idiots. Right. And if I ever see you in person, I'll punch you in the fucking head. <laughs> Let's move on to the acting. Yeah, the acting A-list actors banding together, chewing up each scenery as we watch it unfold. I mean, the blocking between each character, the dialogue. I, and I've got to give a huge share to uh, Sam Neill and Lawrence Fishburne in every scene. I mean, my eyes are glued to the TV every time they grace a screen with their presence. Fantastic stuff. It's intense. It's not over the top. Well, I don't think it's over the top, but I think it's bloody, bloody lovely stuff. It's exquisite. Um, I've got to give a huge shout out to the script writing in this film. I mean, it's well, the script itself, the overall premise, being bloody tastic. It's it's something new. It's something a bit different. It's a, well, I will say this: it is basically Hellraiser meets The Shining in space. But in saying that, I love how they've taken this spaceship, right? And they've created it to go anywhere in the entire universe from point A to point B. But instead, they've created this vessel that creates black holes, but instead it creates portals to hell. So I think that's a fan-fucking-tastic movie in itself, and I'd watch that every day of the goddamn week. (laughs) In saying that, I'm going to give this a Goremore score of a 4.2. in saying that, this is your DKB signing out. I hope you're having a wonderful evening there, boys. And I shall catch you next week. Ta-ta, gentlemen. Thank you, Brody. I couldn't agree more. I enjoyed yeah. that review of his. And I'm glad he mentioned the Shining thing because I kind of forgot on that, which there's yeah. huge Shining references in all over this fucking... That's, oh, actually, yeah. that's actually kind of what they were going for was they were... Yeah, shining when they were, when they were, yeah, when they were shopping around, they called it the Shining in Space. Even parts of the music kind of mimic some of it too. So they really, they were really kind of messing around with different movies in this one, which I liked very I mean, much. if I guess if you were questioning it, it really seals the deal when you get that whole like blood scene coming down the fucking uh, everything. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Well, it's definitely true. shining in space. But no, you're right. If it's homages to all these that we've mentioned before, they did a great job with it. Oh, yeah. They certainly like, did. Even this movie, uh, especially for a 90s, the special effects that we did get was r- really done well. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like the practical effects were really good. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, they the, built they built half that ship actually yeah. in a fucking studio, dude. Like not only that, but they had to rebuild part of it because it caught fire. Oh, no shit. The scene at the end, the scene at the end where Lawrence Fishburne's running from the fire, the set actually caught fire. So they had oh, to well, go and build go. another. They had to go and rebuild it on build again on a different sound stage while they repaired that. And the one it's in my notes, but the one that they replaced it with, they only needed for like one day worth of shots anyway. No shit. Yeah. Fair enough. That's awesome. But then, dude. and then not only that, one of my favorite like special effect shots is the close up of Sam Neill's face when he's got the nice gouges in his oh yeah face. He that looks great so gnarly effect. there. That kind of mimics the uh, to me the writings on his face from the in the mouth of madness. Okay, did yes. anybody else notice that that looked like some kind of writing? Because I swear when he's running around and it showed his back, it looked like an omega symbol. He definitely had like yes. some weird symbol on his chest and everything too. And I kind of yes, wish did. that's my only complaint about the whole thing is we didn't get like we got a far pan out shot, but he was shadowed at that part, right? Like we didn't, didn't get a like, angry pickle. <laughs> You're probably right. Honestly, they were just like, "Well, he is nude." You know what? If but they, they could have showed, showed it from the V up, 
If they would have showed Wiener, they probably would have got at least 10 million more in box office returns. And that would have been, and that would have been better. That would have been way better for him. You you marketed it as yo, you get to see Sam Neill's fucking wang. If you had (laughs) if you had angry pickle and another set of boobs, 20 million. 20 million. Dude, I just want 30 more minutes of movie. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. Just that would have been nice for this. And I don't even know where I want it, because I feel like the beginning was like right where it needed to be. But I feel like there was like the mid to end just needed like I don't know. Like we need more backstory on everyone. More backstory on Weir and his wife. Why did she kill herself? Who knows? Yeah. Is it because I, I know I, I we know part of it is because he was right. too wrapped up in his work. Correct. Mm-hmm. But there's zero to lead up to that. We don't know exactly why. Uh, more backstory on the re- on the rescue crew. Yeah. Right. Because be nice there's a, more of there's like what like at least three different members that you don't really like Cooper. You don't really get any backstory. Cooper. Um, What's the dude who uh, the the pilot? You don't really get. I mean, besides like obviously he does not like the ship at all. No, you don't really get any on like his DJ. You get very fucking little because you're like, oh, he's holding the knife to a dude's throat. Yeah, what's going on with his shit? <laughs> yeah, like what what made him all of a sudden want to snap in that? Right, moment? he was ready to tweet. I mean, and I know we'll we'll get to it, but I, I guess we're since we're talking about it, the one thing that kind of did bother me with this movie was. I don't want to ruin it, but I guess the ending. And by that, I mean, we didn't get like when I say main characters, like really come through with the movie. We didn't get that here. Yeah, but I'm kind of okay with that. Like, that makes sense. Like, I am and I'm not like I'm I'm on the the I'm on the fence about it. Like, I, I would have liked to have seen Miller live, to be honest with you. Well, that's another thing, I guess, that kind of stole from Alien, whereas it's not like one of the main, main characters that survives. True, because you don't really start off with Ripley in Alien at all. Like she could almost feel like a side character if you didn't know anything about it. True, but the way they set that up, it worked better. I've, I've, you know. Well, yeah. Again, we're missing at least a half an hour of footage, too. So, yes. Yeah, so, so if we had you know, that half hour, was yeah. there. If only, right? If right. Only. I think we should now, take a peek unless you guys want unless you got more to discuss. No, I want to hear what's behind this. Okay, I've got like four pages of notes. I'm going to pick and choose here. Yeah, a lot more. They're actually, and I will go in depth as in depth as I can with the deleted scenes. Okay. So you guys will get it. Okay, so Paul W.S. Anderson's initial cut of the film ran 130 minutes and was quite graphically violent, so much so that both test audiences and the studio balked at the finished product. Paramount ordered him to cut the film by 30 minutes and tone down some of the violence, a decision he now regrets. Although it was announced in 2012 that a full version of the film had been found on a VHS tape, Anderson revealed in 2017 that due to bad archiving, uh, a longer version no longer exists. The tape was in such poor condition that when found, the footage was practically unwatchable, forcing Anderson to throw it away. I feel like that's a big mistake because there is a way they could have saved at least video footage from it. They, they, they can remaster it. Oh, yeah. Especially it's, with today's it's, technology. It's more, it's more difficult than if you'd had a negative, but it can be done. And you're talking about you know, this with, was 2012 he did that? Uh, 2012 we found it. In 2017 he announced it was destroyed. So, I mean, look at what they did with the Friday Part 2 footage. It's true. That's just that very true. true. So it's, in theory, it could have been saved. I just, damn. but the film could have been so degraded too. So we have no idea. Yeah. How VHS is. 
I like that it was literally a solid 30 minutes though, like which we're actually bitching about. (laughs) Yeah, like this this is what we wanted. Why? Okay, continuing. The rotational shot of the space station over Earth took nearly a third of the film's visual effects budget. Okay, that would be it. Just that one quick 30 second pull out shot. And it wasn't like well, okay. I thought it was a cool shot. My wife almost got sick from that shot. (laughs) Which I thought was fucking hilarious. But I don't know. The funny thing, and I noticed this, is when it's showing when they go into the event horizon, there's all this stuff floating around. I thought this would look cool in 3D, but it wasn't. Agreed. 3D wasn't really a thing then. It was that long gap where, you know, there was nothing released in that format. That's something where they can like re-release it in 3D, though. But I mean, they did with like Jurassic Park and shit. But when you do that, it probably won't do it. It doesn't look as good when you do it that way. No. I'll have to take your word for it. I haven't seen anything like re-released in 3D, so. Boy, all that for a pullout, huh? <laughs> Continue on. The script originally described the Gateway Machine as a smooth and featureless black orb, 10 meters in diameter, suspended in mid-arm between large rotating mechanical arms. It was also said to contain a stable black hole within it at all times, as opposed to briefly creating a temporary one. Paul Anderson decided to redesign it to involve interlocking circles as an homage to the puzzle box in Hellraiser. Which huh. was great. Wow. Which, okay, even from like a scientific method, looking at something like that, you're just like, how the hell did scientists make this up? This definitely looks ominous in some way, or you know what I mean? Like, exactly, yeah. Like, it's more like they stumbled upon it and then just like fucked with it till they understood it as much as they could. Well, a lot of the design also took uh, influence from different religious. Uh, architecture too oh dude you could tell that in the whole ship alone yeah. just with all the columns oh dude yeah and the and the, the front view screen was across you are correct yeah. yes so they i guess they kind of needed that for especially the way they were going with this movie especially since this thing was a portal to hell in a broad sense exactly dude i'm not gonna lie i just gotta say fuck those test audiences man i'm still pissed about that that you brought that. <laughs> they must have found the biggest pussies they could and threw them in right? the screening I mean, yeah like <clears throat> or they like hey, people who love slashers which is not a bad thing but not for this movie. i'm not even gonna say that dude it's somebody that doesn't watch space movies or space horror alone like because it's probably people that just don't watch horror films to begin with they just pull people off the street and say hey do you want to watch a movie that's true i hmm. uh, think i do have s- some notes about that tj Ooh. if not i can look it up real quick because there is a reason for it for the the flag you mean yeah Okay, uh, continuing on. The spacesuits worn by the actors weighed about 65 pounds each due to the weight. Standing upright in them for longer periods could lead to back injury, but sitting down was not possible either due to the backpack. Special (laughs) hanging poles were constructed on the set so the actors could rest on them between takes. That's awesome. (laughs) So I'm going to hang out. They'd just be suspended on these things? Okay, that's actually just pretty cool. <laughs> Yo, imagine hotboxing in that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, it'd be like, where's Johnny? He's hanging out. The visor would just lift. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing on, having just done a PG-13 movie, Mortal Kombat, Paul Anderson was very keen to do something more mature and gruesome. This is why he turned down the chance to direct uh, Annihilation and also turned down the chance to direct X-Men. Uh-huh. Wow. Paul Anderson, X-Men. That's a thought. No, it's not. Stop. <laughs> no, no, he can't finish anything right. That's what she they, said. They trust him at the beginning, but by the time they 
They have it. He just it's all deteriorated. What, what, what if the same thing happened to X Men? We have what we might, got. But we might have gotten more screen accurate costumes out of them. Okay, fair That's enough. That's what I'm thinking. More comic accurate, I mean. Yeah. Because what was it? That was, Brian, that was always was my Brian biggest Singer, right? Black leather. Yeah. Is he like the okay. guy to go to adapt stuff? Brian Singer, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay. Because he did that. He did Superman Returns, which I enjoyed. I should have gave us I, Nick Cage. But it was well. all right. I enjoyed that. Nick Cage, what? <laughs> Nick oh Cage yeah, we were, to, we were supposed to get right? that one. Nipples. Dude, don't, don't, don't. Just, just, just don't. Because I'm still pissed that we never got that. Like, suit like, Superman. Or, uh, I, I love seeing the pictures of him in that suit. Like, ah. Uh... That movie would have made Batman and Robin look like Citizen Kane by comparison. It would have been such a fun train wreck to watch. It is Citizen Kane and pretty, pretty much. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fair enough. Continuing on, the scene in which Weir explains how to bend space and time in order to travel huge interstellar distances is paraphrased huge. in Interstellar in 2014. Uh, so and Space uses, uses, <laughs> <laughs> So they use the exact same demonstration to illustrate the theory, folding a piece of paper and pushing a pen through it while explaining it. <laughs> okay. Going back. Remember last week I said about the, uh, the rubber chicken. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. The model of the event horizon includes a complete X wing from star Wars as part of its antenna array. The model is visible on the lower portion of the event horizon during the first flyby by the Lewis and Clark. Really? That's awesome. So now you're gonna have to get back and look for that, right? Now, now, now I gotta go. Now I gotta go look for that crap. <laughs> Just like when I went and found the chicken, because we were sitting here and I found the chicken. Like, chicken. Oh, there's a rubber chicken in there. <laughs> Never and figured you... out what was inside of it. The rubber chicken? No, the drive, the hyperdrive, or whatever the the black hole machine. They asked him early on, and he never answered. Oh yeah, he never did. No, he never did. I wonder if I it was have, like some sort of satanic shit, like if it was like a Lamont configuration. Okay, so I actually don't have anything about that. So I, I wish there was a scene that would really describe that now. Again, so it, was, it was the labyrinth or the labyrinth, right? Is that what that was number two? Leviathan. Yes. No, but yeah. Le- okay. The Leviathan controlled the labyrinth, right? And then was it the Leviathan? No, I'm going into Hellraiser, but Leviathan yeah. was like, he couldn't control Hell, uh, Pinhead in number three, right? That's why he was loose. I'm mistaken. Pinhead was in the pillar and then he gets released by uh, that whatever. Right. Guy. But I'm saying yes. like the reason he's he's be able to be more free, though, is because he's un- he's not under Leviathan's control anymore. Correct. Right. Correct. OK. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Leviathan essentially killed him. But that correct. kind of evil can't really be killed. It just moves Ener- to another energy plane, changes. Energy can never be. It's just displaced. It can never be. It, yeah. It can never be created or destroyed. It rests a while. Getting deep. <laughs> like Chuck Norris. It just rests. Ooh. Yeah. And when okay, he gets Philip Eisner. Cobra, Cobra dies. After three agonizing days. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Eisner wrote the movie after a family tragedy. Tragedy. He had recently entered a multi-picture writing agreement, and in an effort to force himself to get back to work, he pitched the idea of The Shining in Space to the studio, which was very receptive. Unfortunately, he had no detailed treatment yet, and the subject matter blended with his emotional state to inspire a prolonged bout of writer's block. The studio executive who had originally brought him on board, now a personal friend, helped to keep him on track. 
Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the lighting in that picture makes it really look real. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the first draft of the script involved an alien infestation on the ship. When director Paul Anderson was approached, he liked the haunted house in space aspect more and had the source of evil change from aliens to something more supernatural and diabolical. You know, now that you, you keep, cause we keep saying it's shining in space now, like I, I would like to see a version of the shining where it was kind of like this, a lot more graphic, <laughs> a lot more true to the book. You mean? Yes. But not the crappy made for TV movie. No, a, a regular two hour movie that we get that has <laughs> way more graphic content, like good shit. Like I like how I you had to emphasize the two hour part. <laughs> yes. A two hour movie, no less, potentially more. Dependent. But definitely more. Not, oh, not the six the movie, hours, though. The movie we oh. got was two hours, and I felt like there could have still been more. Oh, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it. You know, I loved it. So, no, I did too. Even like Dr. Sleep, we still got a three hour version of that, and the three hour version was I gotta was watch still, that yet. Dude, oh. I gotta watch that. Me and the wife are gonna watch, watch that it. sometime. You gotta. Just, no, and don't and don't order it. Buy it. Don't don't even, buy the DVD. I'm telling you right now, it's worth <laughs> worth it. <laughs> You're gonna have to convince the wife of that. She doesn't like me buying movies. Uh, I, 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 watch him. I will. I will talk to her. I can do this. <laughs> oh shit! What else we got, buddy? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who played Miller, and Richard T. Jones, who played Cooper, previously appeared in What's Love Got to Do with It, 1993, as, as Ike Turner and Ike Turner Jr. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, they played father and son. Every time I think of Ike, I think of South Park, though. Shocker. I never knew Lawrence Fishburne played Ike Turner. That's, hmm, I feel like I need to watch that. Didn't um, Angela Bassett play Tina Turner in that? I, did, I could not answer that for you, bud, unfortunately. I never saw it, but I remember the previews. I, I vaguely remember them. I'm pretty sure she did. All I know but is I, anytime I see Lawrence Fishburne, I just have to say Cowboy Curtis, because that was where I first saw him. <laughs> I guess where we all first saw him. Well, yeah. us older guys did. The two younger boys, not so much. What are you trying to say? There's a whole generation that just knows him as Morpheus. It's like, no, he was Cowboy Curtis way before. <laughs> that sweet Jerry Curl. <laughs> Continuing on. The rotating corridor nicknamed the meat grinder that separates the gravity drive from the rest of the ship is supposed to represent the nine circles of hell from Dante's Inferno. It leads into the very center of hell represented by the gravity drive itself. It turned out to be the most problematic set piece to film. Only shots with a fixed camera could be done since camera operators became disoriented and unable to keep the camera steady. Lawrence Fishburne also could not perform his run through the tunnel in one take due to the same problem. The final scene was comprised of several shorter takes and when the fireball effect was filmed a piece of cloth started to burn and caused a small fire which is what i'll be getting into in a little bit nice dude i love that shit just because obviously that's your haunted house vortex tunnel wait you're gonna yeah. start a small fire in a little bit yes arthur you got marshmallows <laughs> marshmallows actually i do have marshmallows i got the chocolate we made s'mores the other night on the stove i got, the graham crack. Yeah. No, graham crack. I got okay we're having s'mores <laughs> do you guys ever cheat and just get the graham cracker chocolate cookies no, but no, but now I want to. I do but that all the time. I'm like, I have made two things to buy instead. The best kind of s'mores I've had, I've made in an air fryer. Laugh it up. Oh, I'm not going to laugh it up, dude. I love my air fryer. I use that dude, way too much. Make s'mores. For that. They literally take five minutes. Not even. Wait, how do you keep everything from like flying all around then from the air pressure? You'll see. 
Wait, well, it depends on the air fryer you have. Mine's like a toaster oven air fryer. That's what we have is the air fryer oven. It, it, yeah. works, it works with all of them. It will work. Hmm. Interesting. Cooking with Bobby Amone. Five minute, five minute cooking new, tips. New show. <laughs> new show, right? Air frying with Bobby Amone. Okay, continuing. <laughs> for Jason Isaac's death scene, the plan was originally for his entrails to be still attached to him as he hung over them. Isaacs was then supposed to raise his head, showing that he was still alive, prompting Loris Fishburne's character to shoot him in the head to put him out of his misery. Why? Damn. Why did we not get that? <laughs> Because test the audiences were because weak. it's bullshit. Because it wasn't Scream at the time. I don't even know if exactly. you can blame it on Scream. Yeah, I mean, maybe on fucking yeah. shitty Hollywood in the nineties. Cinema was so fucking dead. Yet, I, yet I like the first Scream, so I don't know why I'm saying anything. Continue. <laughs> okay, <You're> so <laughs> let's get into some of the deleted scenes. Yeah, the deleted scenes from the original 130 minutes long cut are the meeting scene between Weir and some people in charge of the mission where they talk about the event horizon. Some of the dialogue from the scene was in the theatrical trailer. Okay. Uh, some more backstory for Cooper and Justin, including much stronger explanation for why Justin enters the black hole. <laughs> it was explained that the greatest fear of Cooper was losing someone close to him, which is represented in the film by the unfortunate accident that claims Justin, although he didn't die. Right. His greatest fear was losing somebody, which happened. That's that the whole ship always played on everybody's fears. That would There's be nice a, if they could. Exp sorry, I didn't mean. But like with the whole Justin thing, like because I've. I feel it's just left to us to believe that just because he's the youngest one, that's why he's naive enough to go into it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Go fucking Stargate, bro. Right? <laughs> Stargate to hell. Which came out two years prior to this. Did it? <clears throat> Stargate came out. No. No. Stargate was 94. Oh. Yeah, Kurt Russell. All right. Yeah. Spader. Yeah, James Spader, pre-Ultron. Hmm. <laughs> he didn't do Crash yet either. No, that was... What year was Crash? 96. I still need okay. to watch that, dude. Yeah, there's so deleted, do I. There's a deleted love backstory between Stark and Miller. Really? Mm-hmm. I could see that. There's a scene where Miller finds a ripped-out tooth floating around in the event horizon. Ooh. There, are more, there are more scenes explaining what exactly the gateway to hell slash black hole is. They, just, <sighs> they should have left that in. Like that should have been it. And not, I, I, Even I, if you cut the gore out, leave that stuff in. Like what I do wish, I don't know if you might say it here. I wish there was a scene because I always felt that um, we're always had a suspicion what was going to happen. But um, like, like it, it never fully got explained. But I'm like, he always oh, the had fuck that is like bishop. Like he always had that feeling if something was going to happen, he knew. But at the same time, I don't think he knew if it was going to be him who was basically going to bring it together. I think he more or less knew, but he was like, I don't know how to stop it or what do I do? Motherfucker, turn into Hal at the end. Yeah, you ain't going anywhere. You're staying here. <laughs> so I think that was all the stuff of the ship that turned him to like just like The Shining. But there was never too much to explain that. You always had to kind of guess. But you know his his wife killed herself for so. There's obviously more to his backstory. Yeah, that we're correct. missing. There's there's some there's obviously something more sinister going on with him. Naked chicks in a pool full of blood. Thirteen guess much. Big big questions. Weirds like Jack Torrance in this film. Yeah, yeah, he is very much. 
If Jack Torrance more. had that like Hell Priest thing going on, like from uh, 93's Hellmaster. Mm. Oh, yeah. If you look at the uh, priest from Hellmaster, it looks almost identical to what Sam Neill looks like at the end of this film. Just saying. Oh, I wonder where they got it from. Uh, I'll send you a picture. Yes, yeah, so I want to see that. Okay, uh, there's a longer version of the scene where Peters hallucinates her son with his legs, legs all mangled with maggots all over them. Mm. Yummy. And he chews Hellmaster, sorry. After Justin almost died as an inside the water tank, Weir has hallucinations where Justin turns into his wife, Claire, who comes out and looks at him. The scene was included in the first two test screenings, but didn't make it to the final cut. <sighs> there's a scene where Weir remembers his wife, Claire, committing suicide. It was actually longer and bloodier. So she said okay. that was a, to me one, a very traumatic scene for someone to have to like basically relive that. If you think about it. Oh, yeah. Watching your loved one kill themselves. That'd be fucked up. Yeah. I'd still watch the longer one like Brody, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. OK, here's what we all want to know. The yes. infamous bloody orgy video was also longer parts which are still in the scene, like one of the crew members sticking his fingers deep into the other's eyes and a female crew member crew member sodomizing a male crew member with an iron pipe were even more Ooh. violent in the original version of the scene. There were also a lot more shots of the event horizon crew naked and covered in blood, having violent sex and raping and eating each other. Uh, more graphic versions of the scene where the man pulls his intestines out of his mouth. One crew member is held and stabbed in the back of the head with a spike and part of his mouth and the teeth pop out. Other crew member is crawling around on the floor while others are hitting his legs with steel bars, smashing them to pieces as he screams and is crawling away, leaving pieces of his legs behind. That's what one girl. Dude. One girl has screws right. drilled into her teeth. Another girl is held while her arm oh. is broken with a big hunk of metal. One more girl has her breasts mauled and then ripped off by another crew member. Some oh. other parts of that scene were also cut. Uh, the reason why the scene disturbed the test audiences was because the filmmakers, in order to make the scene look more realistic and a lot more violent, hired yeah. real-life amputees for special effects scenes where crew members had their body parts <laughs> damaged in many ways. Why did we awesome. I'm telling you right now, it would have sold way better overseas. Also... <laughs> Also, pornographic actors were hired to make the sex and rape scenes more graphic. According to the producer and the director, during the screening of a rough cut of the movie, some audience members, members started fainting while watching this scene. Once again, who the fuck were these pussies that they brought into this goddamn theater to watch the test screenings? Like, was it a bunch oh. of grandmas and they were just like, like a bunch of Jewish grandmas? So you're, you're basically like, hey, telling me like, we basically would have had probably one of the most graphic movies of the 90s if all of this was in there besides mm -hmm. society probably yeah so if we had so now i wish we had explanations which we missed i wish we had more of that we missed so we missed all that scene what the fuck were dude that they would have like they would have been they a long scene too what a I mean, crazy like sex bloody orgy thing that includes it, murder okay, yeah i think a, a good part of this is because uh, Titanic was originally supposed to be was opening supposed to open right around this time of year, yeah, but it okay. got pushed back another year. And Is that so supposed to have an orgy scene in it too? It should have close. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the early 1900s. Everybody's having that, but uh, but they had this open spot where they wanted a film, and that's when they came to Paul Anderson and said, "Can you do this?" And he said, "Yes," and that's why you know we got kind of a finished product was because he had such a short length of time to finish, especially after the studio interference and saying, you need to cut this. Which 
Oh, I mean, all right. I, upsetting. I guess for that scene, I, I could understand you. You do have to cut certain things. I didn't think you have to cut too much, but certain things. Okay, fine. But cut ten minutes of that. You still have twenty minutes worth of footage that still could have been in there. Dude, if that movie was made just a little bit after two thousand, that shit would have been allowed, probably. Oh yeah, that, that'd be my call. Or if it was made even before. Certain things in well, the Well, yeah, 80s, I guess 90s, if you went early 90s. Yeah, like certain things. I don't things, know if it would have been that graphic. It's, maybe not, know. but certain things in the 80s and 90s we got that were graphic, they were still there. Yeah. You know. I mean, so, sodomy I mean, with yeah. a pipe. That's. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't get that vision out of my head. <laughs> okay, continuing on. Uh, there's more scenes, by the way. Uh, the scene where the cry chamber is filling with blood originally had a part where Weir's hand pounds against the glass from inside and smashes the chamber, letting the blood out. Then as Cooper is helping Stark escape, a mutilated and naked Weir is climbing from a ladder upside down behind them. Again, oh. the ending is heavily edited, which is why the, every fucking scene we see of goddamn Sam Neill is the f- fucking close up of his eyes and his mouth. Like it's like yes! just that. Yeah, I, I I'd like to think that there's actual shots of him walking around with Lawrence Fishburne, and you actually see full shots. But everyone's like, you don't want to see naked Sam Neill in a bodysuit. So, I mean, I do, but <laughs> the edited <laughs> version is just those eye shot. Is the same fucking eye shot, right? And that's why, like, I couldn't even hate it. It looked like there was a symbol on his chest, but it was very hard to tell because the only shot you got was like maybe nibble high. Yeah. What the hell is that? That would have been wonderful to see. That's all I have to say. Okay, continue on. Uh, originally, the scene where Miller fights the possessed Weir, there was a part where Weir gives what they called the Old Testament speech to Miller and tells them that the dimension of pure chaos is actually hell. Hell is just a word. Yeah, the visions, I like of hell, the visions of hell sequence during the final fight uh, was also longer and had more shots of the event horizon crew members being tortured. Now, there were also three, you know what? I'm not even going to get into the three alternate endings because there's really not that much different from what we God got. Damn. Uh, basically, um, Okay, in the first ending where Miller fights Weir in the core, it didn't have the jump scare at the end. And when the last three survivors are found by the rescue crew, Stark hallucinates that she sees Weir instead. Um, uh, where am I? Yeah, basically, uh, in one of the other original endings, uh, instead of fighting Weir, Miller was fighting the Burning Man. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Whew, man, this movie. Oh. Fucking possibilities. This movie's like possibilities. Yep. Okay, so enough of that. Okay, got a couple more things. That's it. Uh, the ship's central right. corridor has the shape of an eye to symbolize the ship is always keeping watch of its victims. Ooh, I like that. I did notice the eye, but that's cool. Uh, and finally, when Peters is following her imaginary son in the core of the ship, the gates she passes are shaped like coffins, foretelling what is about to occur. Really? Mm-hmm. I never noticed. That. I did not notice that. No. Hmm. Yeah, it's probably paying attention more to her. That's all the behind well, the scenes stuff I got. Like I said, I skipped through some of it to uh, get to the real juicy parts. It's always nice when you get a movie though that actually has a whole bunch. Like you got to pick and choose where, like, you know, yeah. other ones. Obviously, you know. And I knew like, you guys wanted yeah. to know most about this the cut scene, so I tried to. Oh, thank you for that. that yeah, that, that is, that's awesome and upsetting at the same time. Very upsetting. <laughs> it makes me want so much. It, it makes me want to interview Sam Neill and be like, "So, Event Horizon, what do you want to tell us?" <laughs> I want to ask him why he got why he got cast into so many crazy roles. Right. I mean, he actually has the right temperament for it. If you think about it, I mean, Mouth Madness he was great in. 
So that's probably oh, the yeah, movie yeah. that started it. Like, sorry, TJ, I guess that wasn't on there, but yeah, yeah. Um, the flag on Sam Neill's flight suit is the uh, indigenous people of Australia, the uh, Aborigines. Oh, oh. nice, oh, Brody. <laughs> Brody. All righty. So, for big questions, gentlemen, was the ship already influencing Sam Neill before he even got to it? I want to say I want to say, I want to say no. I want to say yes. I think yes because that's why he was already starting to see visions of his wife. I think for me the visions of his wife was maybe for him being guilted just in general for not being there. That's that's a fair take. You know, we don't even know how long prior to this his wife killed him herself. It could have been weeks, it could have been years. Yeah, we we don't know. So, and well, I think, I think it would probably, I think would have to be years because remember this ship's been missing for seven years. So think about it. This was his baby. So either it was around the time he was making it or it happened between the time it was finished, went to space and the time of this movie. So again, we're in somewhere. He could have have spent that seven years obsessing and looking for the ship nonstop. And that could have led to a suicide. We don't know. That's true, too. What were you saying, boss man? Uh, it's kind of like the guy who created the aliens. Nobody's seen Covenant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, the engineer? Oh, no. No. Jesus, no. fuck. Didn't no. happen. Didn't happen. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Chad, I, didn't it. I didn't see it. It didn't like, happen. Nope. Nope. Didn't, like, it didn't wait. happen. Okay. <laughs> did you see so it, Bobby? I did. No, I did not. The, I've only seen Covenant see, once. Yeah. Did you see Prometheus? Yes. Okay. The android David. Oh, he created the xenomorphs supposedly. Oh. This is a bullshit. I don't bullshit. believe that. No, we're gonna go by AVP's terms, and them bitches were there fucking during the Aztec time. Damn it! I don't give a shit. I agree. Another, the engine. The engineer. Another shout out to Paul. Paul W. S. Anderson. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah, baby. That's how we do. Um. Okay, so besides, like I said, I think the ship is personally influencing him, but. What if it's even farther than that? What if he subconsciously made this drive? What if he knew it could go to hell or other dimensions? Maybe he was always trying to get his wife back or see her again. Bishop, hell, yeah, this motherfucker had like ulterior motives. Which, just which, which, which so again, the meeting scene, which we like, the alien meeting scene, which like would, mm-hmm. again, would have explained his intentions, what he really was there to do, what he wanted to do. Who knows? I mean, he, he definitely always looked like he had something that he wanted to say that he didn't ever want to actually say. Mm-hmm. It's also like when he was on the ship and he kept saying, like, basically, don't hurt the ship. He never said it like that, but like he always had those nuances like, you need to kind of watch this. And then as the movie went on, it's like, you're not leaving this ship. So I, I think the ship influenced him more. Maybe there was a little beforehand, but I think once he was on it, he was like, oh, shit, this is my baby. Yeah, I can't leave now. So that's kind of all I had for big questions, unless you gentlemen had any. I don't believe I had a single one. Uh, Not for this one, no. So I think we are on to the Chad Daddy questions. We are. So what format did you watch and how was the quality? On demand. It's pretty good. Prime, I watched um, HD. I didn't watch the 4K though. I didn't what? watch it in 4K, but it was still pretty good quality. 
I'm, yeah, I watched the, I'm sitting whatever. down here like do it. I can't remember what the hell I was doing. I think I might have been puffing up. And the wife's like, they have it on normal and 4K. And I'm like, 4K. I don't mm-hmm. care. Like that is always the choice. And Why not? Because it doesn't even cost extra. So it's and it doesn't. I figured it'd at least be a buck more. And I was like, well, yeah, it's always 4K if you can. <laughs> yeah, if you can get 4K, but yeah, go for it. That's how I watched uh, Body Double earlier this week. They have a yeah. 4K version of it. Yeah. It's only available not- via indicator uh Blu-ray though. Sorry now. So I'm not gonna lie, I do want to get this on Blu-ray after watching it on 4K. So do I. The shit was so money. Like Scream Factory. Even though it's it's not a complete film, it still was fucking money. It's better Forever than unfinished. Mm-hmm. My heart. Little, little sad note. Very sad. <laughs> Douche of the movie is Sam Neill. Yeah. Yeah. He is. You can almost even argue that the ship is the douche of the movie. Nah, he was just created. That's yeah. The ship was alive. The ship was Ultron, dude. Was it? The ship Actually, was alive. Yeah, if you think well, about then you it. would have to make the same argument for the Lamont configuration then, because the Lamont configuration and the warp drive are the exact same thing in these films. Yes, but I think the effect of the ship traveling through hell gave the ship its own consciousness. It became a, an entity, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Like the hotel. In, like the Overlook Hotel. Energy. Okay, fair enough. And if, yeah, all right. Okay, then why were they safe when once they separated from the warp drive then? They weren't. they weren't. Is that why they went in the stasis? So they were in the stasis, and then when she sees Sam Neill, it comes out. If you notice, as it does the pull-out pan shot there, the door closes, which to me symbolizes it didn't the matter if they... Right, it's yeah. they're fucked. Doesn't matter if the warp drive is gone or not. Like the ship in itself isn't is. That's yeah. exactly how it, it's once it like it's like it's like once it attaches it to yourself, that's it. So like, it's spreading it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could go to an event horizon too, where like somehow like you know the after effects of that thing showing up, and then like them the the new crew checking it out, testing, but. It, things won't get as bad as it was on the previously because they don't have that constant feeding from the warp drive activating. Is it the warp drive that's... But you're forgetting the guy that walked into the warp drive. Mm. He used to say there was no... uh, Residual effects. Yes. Or Because what did he call it? He said he just called it the dark... The darkness, yeah. The dark inside the dark me. Darknesses. Now, uh, rem- remember, he, he went in there. So say he went in there, just, This This ship went to basically hell. Hell is universal. In other words, it could be hell on Earth if you really yeah, get to it. Hell is everywhere. Dude, it was hell so is in space. It's here. You know so, what? Maybe if we actually got the full version of this film, the, the lore would be actually more explained more so we'd actually understand what the fuck we're talking about. So, favorite kill. <laughs> uh, oh, favorite kill. I'm going to say the, and we really didn't see it, but the original Event Horizon crew. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nothing like. Uh, I think, like, I was going to go with JD's, but I wish you got to see it more on screen than the after effect. You mean the one where he's hanging, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. obviously, I'm like, a, they, showed his, they showed his stomach scar, and you, you kind of figured he was going to go. Delayed and displayed, baby. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to agree with you on that one. The other one I was going to put, it's not really a kill, but it was watching Sam Neill rip his own eyes out. Yeah, it's so cool. Because technically, he kills, he doesn't kill himself because he turns into eyes. something, but, you know. We should have got more of like an eye like stabbing and like, oh. Especially for Mr. Brody Kane. Love right? those eye things. Oh, yes, he does, doesn't he? 
So next question, gentlemen. Best, best, scene. best scene is uh, the sequence Ooh. that happens as soon as they open the engineering bay and then about the next five minutes afterwards of them going through the spinny room and then activating the warp drive for the first time. I think that's extremely haunting, very, very well edited together. And it's just really, really rad. To, it just it properly displays that setting and that set piece, in my opinion. Fair enough. I'm gonna have to go with the tunnel scene, dude, where Sam Neill's going to repair the uh, busted like CPU board. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. obviously, the cube. Like, yeah, and just the lighting effects of that whole thing is just awesome. The way they do it with that whole little train. Uh, you know, you know what that is? That is how every cartoon depicted the internet up until the actual internet existed. <laughs> Actually, you are, yeah. you, you are right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sad part is he's right. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the '90s reboot. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to say I, th I think for my favorite scene, I'm actually going to pick the whole uh, Lawrence Fishburne scene where he talks about. Uh, the guy catching fire in space. Oh, where he's talking to JD there. Yeah, because, oh, yeah, because, yeah. because of the foreshadowing. Yeah, beautiful. I think I'm going to pick the point where we really see um, Weir go nuts, where we see him basically see his wife uh, off herself, and then you see him fall to pieces, and he and he takes his own takes his own vision. Yeah, that was pretty I, fucked up. I, I like that because you really see a man who created this fall apart, and then basically is like. Oh, well, okay. Well, I guess I'm the guy. I'm this. They had those cool mirror shots with that too, where it was just constantly going in and out. Yeah. Like looking reflections and everything. Oh yeah, dude. Alrighty. Opening scene. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about the opening scene. I think it's pretty rad. I think there's like a lot of cool symbolism in there. I think just the way it's, it's shot and everything and the way the scenes composed with the body floating and everything. Of course, the symbolism of the cross almost within the window and just it, it's a cool setup of things to come and it really sets the tone uh, visually and uh, totally of like the rest of the film with like some of the the kind of pseudo hell touching on hell aspects of it uh, again the cross window it's there baby it, it gets blown out at certain points it's it's rad it it's cool it really it really sets you into like this dark atmospheric hellish uh what, what do you even want to call this like a is it a spaceship yeah it's a ship okay. yeah it's it's a, it is a spaceship yeah okay the USG Ishimura. Uh, <laughs> Ishimura was cooler. It was a mining vessel. It, 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 was, it was sent bigger. out to terraform it was, colonies. It was, it was way bigger. You know, yeah. You know. yeah, it was. But listen, I, man, any crazy religious zealot shit, I'm all fucking for. Isaac like, Clark would have survived this. Especially when you throw it into space, too, on top of it. Oh, yeah, dude. Because yeah. then you're still just like, man, we're still dealing with this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, so I would obviously say yes it yeah, totally definitely. pulled me into this movie so yeah you know what I wish that I mean we're, we're talking about like when they're legit exploring the ship right like when they first get in and she's like oh I see some blood and then they do the like pan behind yeah dude that that shot alone right there sold me was just like yeah but the film contradicts itself within five minutes of each other within that he goes wow this this look really pristine oh there's some blood oh look at the fucking vents they're covered in blood right <laughs> well they didn't notice that until i think they turned all the lights on but yeah, yeah. but, but it was only way. in the fucking vents like if there was a fucking blood orgy there would be blood everywhere well see i didn't and the I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have known it was a full blood orgy if it wasn't for uh, Chad Daddy here. But no. honestly, I thought they like it almost looked to me just because of the way like the skulls were on the wall. It looked like they almost got like 
sucked into the walls of the ship or something with the it kind of looks okay if you remember uh when Stark explains to Sam Neill why they have to go into the liquid, and it's because when they hit oh yes the top the the speed, she said mm-hmm. it would like completely liquefy their bodies, and that's kind of what I thought that was supposed to be. Ooh. Okay, so Very now possible. that would that would have been a, a wicked scene to see. Interesting. I'll go with oh. it. I like it. But yes, opening scene, top notch. Oh yeah. So. Uh, Best hits, hottest girl. Best dick, hottest guy. Well, uh, the blonde girl and Sam Neill. Yeah, I'm gonna give this to Sam Neill for that one. And uh, I, I, yeah. I, I got to give it to Lawrence Fishburne. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel oh, like Lawrence Fishburne definitely. Like, listen, I love Sam Neill, but I feel like Lawrence Fishburne definitely like carried this one a little yeah. bit more. And maybe because Sam Neill had scenes cut, and that might go with. Mm. So yeah, I okay. didn't have to agree with the blonde there that survives at the end. The yeah. Doubt, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean not, that Cooper, not that Cooper isn't a good looking man as well. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? No, no. Hey, you want some hot and black in you? <laughs> would you like some coffee? Some coffee. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that man did had some very good lines. He did. There. He really did. I figured they were going to kill him off in the super cheesiest way, dude, when he like when that ship exploded, but I was so happy that he actually like gets back. I was like, Oh, thank God. It would have been such a shitty way to be like, Oh, he just floated off to space. He's like, yeah, motherfucker. I don't know if I were him. I would have been like, you know, something kind of had, I got blown off into space. Can I just go back to earth now? <laughs> yeah, right. No, they were like all the way. What? They were at Venus. Neptune. Neptune. Thank you. Well, it's all a right. long way, but it's okay. Yeah, Venus is the other way. What am I thinking? Jesus Christ. Um, so did the score set the movie? Absolutely. The score is absolutely exquisite. And it's actually done, like I said, by Michael Common, who also did The Dead Zone from Cronenberg in 83, Life Force from Hooper in 85, Highlander with Russell Mulkey from 86, Lethal Weapon in 87, uh, Die Hard in 88, uh, Roadhouse in 89. Roadhouse. This guy. <laughs> yeah. Let's just he say also he did um, good stuff. Yeah. Was it the That's first X-Men? The Last Boy Scout in 91. Tales from the Crypt in 92. Last Action Hero in 93. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Mr. Holland's Opus in 95. 101 Dalmatians in 96. An event Horizon in 97, Lethal Weapon 4 in 98, Iron Giant in 99, X-Men Great in 2000. Movie. Okay, Damn. Was X-Men. Yeah. So let's just say to say this guy has had an extensive he was pretty. Career. Oh, he died 2003, and then he released some posthumous work with Against the Roads, Back to Gaia, and First Daughter. Yep. Damn. Okay. He did good. He did good with this film. I love the score of this. Oh, well, rest in peace. Yes. Yeah, God rest his soul. Fantastic work. Uh, very shining in space like. Yes. Good shit. Mm-hmm. I do like that. When it, like the fucking uh whenever they're going through the hallway near the near the climax, there's some really near neat Oh sounds yeah, yeah, going yeah. On. It's it you know what I'm talking about the like the, the it's uh, the the hallway yeah. is similar to the Alien 1 opening hallway. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. There's some really w- awesome like soundtrack notes that are being hit whenever they're running through there. It's almost Jaws esque, but kind of like spacey. Very. It's really, it's, yeah. The space element with that adds wonderful for it's it. It's so cool. So so fucking cool. But yeah, oh, damn, uh, I want to watch Alien. Right. <laughs> I want to watch The Shining. <laughs> we got. We have the third one coming up 
pretty soon too. So you can't really say best song because we really don't know uh, much about the. I'm gonna say that techno song as soon as the credits open. Yeah, that's that's very, very nineties. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That shit sucks. <laughs> no, that was that's like slap, dude. Favorite character about? goes to Lawrence Fishburne because that. Uh, yeah. performance is absolutely exquisite uh you can definitely feel his emotions in every scene he is in his uh, dialogue and interactions with other characters is definitely a step above the rest excluding sam neil i feel like it's a truly believable believable performance especially whenever we see the sequence whenever he's starting to hear the voice of the person that only he uh, really knows about i think that that's extremely effective yes. i like the kind of where he rests his head and kind of has to center himself to realize that hey this isn't real i gotta get control of it yeah yes. i think it's just really well done and i think that he did a really uh did really well with the script he comes across as a very troubled man and yes. when you get more of his backstory you can tell you can you but know, confident really in his why. abilities but, but, yeah, yeah. yeah i was gonna say he still had good authority throughout okay even with let me ask you guys this have you ever seen lawrence fishburne in a bad role because I can't no. think of any. Even no. in the shitty Matrix sequels, he did a, he did a great job. Yeah, I don't blame those on him. That was yeah. no can't. That was, um, even um, he was in another movie called uh, Twenty One, and he played like a a security guard in that. Like he always got good tough roles. And one of his first roles was Nightmare Three. Okay, so he <laughs> did throw me off a little bit in Predators. I'm not going to lie, but I also wasn't expecting it. And I don't think he necessarily did a bad job in that one. True. I just think, I just, I mean, his character was just so nuts. Like he played it that well. <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck is going on? I've only seen that believe, one time. I though. can't believe that that was originally supposed to be Dutch because that would have made no sense for his character. We what? will be covering King of yeah, New York in the next season of Lights, that was Camera, and Dutch, but they couldn't sign Schwarzenegger, so they rewrote it for uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Made little tweaks That's, to the character here and there. Yeah, you want to know why? Because Schwarzenegger probably looked at it and said, I will not get to the job in this movie. Get the fuck out of here. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Why would it be Dutch? Exactly. That's why I said it, it doesn't make no any sense. sense. No, fuck that. Anyways. You said King of New York next week, uh, season there, buddy? Yeah, Fishburne's in that. Ooh. <sighs> I'm trying to think of any other. Like, I honestly can't think of any shitty. Yeah, I'm looking through it. No. He's not in anything bad. No, he no, he, he's. Yeah, he's it doesn't look like he's touched anything DC. I'm not DC. I mean uh, Marvel. It's all DC stuff. I was say, he's fucking Perry White. What are you talking yeah, about? He's yeah, also in John Wick. Cool. Isn't John Wick DC? Yo, John Wick is no, no John Wick is John Wick is a great movie. I, I watched the second one. Oh no, he's Marvel. Ant Man and Wasp. Bill Foster. Oh, that's right. He was oh, oh yeah. Right. right. But even then, that wasn't a bad role. <laughs> I like Ant Man and Wasp better than the first Ant Man. Oh, he was. I love, I love both of those movies. I love. They should have had him in Snyder Cut. Fuck. Oh, speaking of, they announced uh, the names of some of the Marvel sequels today. Yes, they did. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, the Marvels. Black the Marvels threw me because I didn't know what the hell it was. And I had to ask it's, staff. It's Captain it's, Marvel It's too. the Captain Marvel sequel, yeah. But it's yeah. called the Marvels because of... Uh, the other... Miss Marvel, right? Uh, it Cap the other Captain Marvel, Monica, she was in uh, WandaVision. She'll be in it. Right, but I think they're also bringing in Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, yeah. yeah. I, don't know if she, I don't know if she's in it, but I know Monica is. Oh, see, I think, Are you guys I'll talking about the Eternals thing that dropped today? The Eternals dropped as yeah. well today. Okay. Um... Hey, they're what finally doing that uh, Iron Man for what? Disney Plus. the The new Iron Man series. Oh, they are with the new Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, I you mean the um, Iron Heart? Yeah. Well, they're doing oh, Iron Heart. That was announced a while ago. Yeah, I'm hyped about it. it looks pretty cool. I don't know. I'm excited I just... to see how uh, how her fro goes into uh, 
like her bigger hair goes into the fucking helmet. You mean I'm pop out a... where she takes the helmet off and it's just like, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm interested I'm in how that works. I'm such a Downey fan. I don't know, man. I'll watch it, but. You no, know, I'm, I'm interested to see how this next generation plans out. I think it's going to be really cool to see all these different variations and like this modern take on uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm very excited for that. The same with the DC. I think that's that their new approach is it's going to be awesome. That's because they're leading up to a Young Avengers property at some point, whether it be a TV mm. series. That's why they have Hawkeye training the new girl. Okay. Uh, that's why they. That's why um, they aged Ant Man's daughter. Mm-hmm. Why she survived the snap. Uh, there's other ones too. Um, I gotta get caught up. Marvel. So far behind, it's not even funny. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. Because what <sighs> uh, Black Panther two? That was Wakanda forever. Wakanda right? forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Legend of um, oh, Fuck. That was announced like last week or two weeks ago, wasn't it? Ching uh, Shang Chi. What the fuck was that? Oh yeah, the trail when they dropped the trailer and everything. Yeah. The toys, there's toys out for that already. I saw them at Walmart well, yesterday. Yeah. I guess if you don't want the movie spoiled, like uh, Congress is Godzilla, don't go look at him. Hey guys, <laughs> the, was the only two, let's, yes, let's yeah, let's let's uh, get onto the questions. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it was bar. yes. I, I think it was considering yeah. the route Gary? it was going. Oh. Yes. If we got the full version, it would be. I think the scariest cut out of this fucking film. Yeah. Yes. Blood orgy gone. Again, we're just teased and then left with blue balls. I definitely didn't oh, just, catch a kiss. Just the first half of the movie, Steph jumped like five times. So it was definitely had the good jump scares. <laughs> yeah. Sarah wasn't really scared at all. It was interesting. She was just kind of like, meh. I felt like I, it had the good setup to be really scary. But once again, we got yeah. fucked. Yeah. Like. The, the ship presence, the whole production of it was fucking amazing. The like, ending was left in the oven too long, baby. <sighs> it's like, it's just yeah, like when you get too high and you're like, up. pizza, fuck. And then you go back and it's a hockey puck. Yep. <laughs> Boom. <sighs> Does it hold up today then? Uh, some of the CGI effects do not. And no. sadly, the, the edited, the currently form of the edited story has a ending but because of the premise and some of the scenes and again really fucking rad what this film could have been i think it's uh it's worth uh, we'll talk about it <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say yes i think it does i think it does yeah but again I, like you said some of the cgi yeah I, I would say if you could update maybe certain it CGI would hold up better yes. if the yeah. cgi looked better and the for and the story was more complete yes yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. you can forgive the CGI just given the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you can't. No, no, you can't. Yeah, Starship no. Troopers. Fair, yeah. All right, fair enough. You can't enough. forgive. I almost have to compare the budgets of the two, though, to just to see. Uh, and, and you know something? Here, I'm going to go a step further. You honestly can't forgive any shitty CGI in the 90s, and that's due to Terminator 2. Let's be real. That's fine. Yeah, that's, 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 that's like almost 10 years, isn't it? No, what year is what years Terminator 2? 91. 91? Oh, no, it's yeah. eight years. Even then, like mm. that CGI still looks okay. Maybe also probably maybe, like a four times the budget item. Maybe it's just an early Paul Anderson thing because look how shitty Reptile looked in Mortal Kombat. Like even by 95 True. standards, that looked like shit. When that came out, I like, I was like, that looks like shit. And then, at least, yeah, but that's why they came out with the, the budget's uh, 105 million on Starship. Oh, was it? This is 60 million. So you had double, almost double. Yeah. That can be fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But you know what? That movie actually made money, though. Look at the difference between the directors, though. Yeah, that too. Paul Anderson was a, kind of a new guy. You know, you got Paul. The other Verhey. guy did RoboCop. 
Yeah. <laughs> Robocop did Total Recall, too. Oh, uh, so he was working with some big time right there already. Hmm. No shit. All right. So what are we on? Acting. Was, oh, the acting was phenomenal. Yep. Acting Fish was great in this movie. Nails it, baby. Yes, it does. Acting was great in this movie. It's top notch. Nobody hammed it. Good to go. No. Cinematography is fantastic. Again, mm. it's, it's a little dark for my taste. Uh, the 4K definitely helped with the HDR and whatnot, but it's, it's that style of filmmaking from the late 90s, so you kind of got to forgive and forget with that stuff. Let me interject there just for a second. Remember, this is taking... This, it's in space. It has to be dark. Fair enough. Well, uh, okay. Interiors needs to be dark in space. These are futuristic lights. Mm. Uh, he's got a point there. Yes and maybe no. they ke- maybe they kept it dark to the inside of the, 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 to remind the audience was right. space. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying they couldn't have gone like a Suspiria vibe and made it super vibrant, but okay, it's a like horror movie in space. Yeah, yeah. I feel that like that would have been a bit too far. Yeah, right? <laughs> super neon, fucking. It looked like the freaking look like the freaking strip in Las Vegas. Some of us like that. Okay. Anybody else mm. want to talk about cinematography? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I lo- gotta... I lo- oh, go ahead, Johnny. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna. I was just gonna name at least two shots that I really liked, and I liked the the pan out one that we talked about earlier from Sam Neill in the space station. Brilliant. I love that. That shot. was great. The whole split, and then I think I don't think they were on um, Event Horizon. Yeah, I think they were on the uh, ship going there, mm-hmm. but there was a shot where it started where it looked like he was like walking upside down. And then it does like a really long rotational flip. I really enjoyed that. Is that the name of the ship? No. Uh, no, no. It was um, Lewis and Clark. Lewis That's Clark. A, yeah, Lewis and Clark. Hansel <laughs> and Gretel. Suicide off this fucking ravine. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite shots, now that you mentioned, is when um, uh, Miller is running and that fireball's coming towards him, and you literally see it beeline him through that door. Hey, Dick Miller was in this movie. It comes through. Was it really? Yeah, one of the one of the crew's name was Dick Miller. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it's from Dick Miller, to be honest. What's I'm pretty that? sure. I'm pretty sure one of the crew said his name was Dick. No, Dick Smith. Sorry. God Dick damn it. <laughs> Close enough. He was the Exorcist guy. Uh, oh, was it? Him. Is it? Yeah, okay, he 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 did the uh, the Exorcist. Word. Thank you, Bobby. Yeah, it's one of the guys who was right before the, they introduced the captain. Whenever they're going back to the archival footage, and he's like, "Dick," and the guy was like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, Where are we? Premise. We all we all like the premise. Yeah, we love I, it. Absolutely. I, yeah, I did. I just wish we'd gotten more like normal. But yes, I loved for what we got. Shining in space. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say rewind. Yeah. But not too much. I'm not gonna rewind too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say rewind. Yeah, I, I, I want rewind. I'll say rewind, and I like Brody's idea of a prequel. Okay, here's a question: Why watch this when you can pull out Aliens Two? Well, aliens. aliens Two be Alien Three. Al- no. Hey, <laughs> God damn it! Actually, what? <laughs> actually, what's yeah. Aliens Two in, in in Italy? I'm gonna see what that is now. Aliens in Italy. Actually, Italy. Italy uh, didn't they make a, the Italians make a movie called Alien yes. Two on Earth? Yes, that's on really? <laughs> Alien Two. Oh fuck! It sounds yeah. like subspe. It sounds like the I movie think Subspecies. we talked about it not too long ago too. Fuck. 
Yeah, I can't remember what what franchise it was, but it's literally called Aliens 2. Fuck. (laughs) And see, I would almost say maybe remake it, but I don't know who you would get to take over the parts of Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill because they did such great jobs in their roles. Yeah, it'd be a really hard comparison, I feel. Like, I'm not saying you couldn't do it, but if you're going to do it, do what like I'd almost be like, yo, listen, get Paul Anderson it again and let him helm his own reboot and do what you wanted in the first place. Oh, yeah. But you know what the problem is, though? I don't think it would have the same feeling as much as we would want that. The funny- I, I don't I don't think it would. I don't think so. The funny thing is you could almost remake it with Sam Neill and Lawrence Fishburne because they have barely aged since this movie came out. This is true. Yeah. Fair. I'll say Sam Neill hasn't aged at all. He still looks a little bit more grizzled. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne as the captain. I yeah. See that. Especially if he comes in with like a big gray beard or something like that. Even like an Ahab or something. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait, Rem- remake it with those two. But they have a scene where it's like Return of the Living Dead Part 2 where they're like, I feel like we've done this before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's like, let's do this. That would be fucked. Yeah. Either rewind or remake. I'd be happy with either one. Yeah. I'll take rewind. 4K, obviously. I agree. As long as they don't remake it the same way they remade Total Recall. I never watched it and I don't. Uh, Let's not discuss that, please. No. That reminds me. Here's an idea for maybe a Patreon show is where we just sit and watch really shitty remakes. And torture ourselves? Yes. The fans get to pick it. We sit and watch it. Dude, but I'm veto. I'm ve- I'm ve- I'm bad. no. I'm vetoing that. I am not watching that fucking piece of shit. Have you watched it? I don't want to. I will not be there for that episode. No. <laughs> you you know what no. turned me off the worst in that episode chat or that movie was okay. So the little scene where Arnold's in the alleyway with his buddy and they all try to you know what I mean and he takes him out super fast and it's only yeah. like three or four dudes, <laughs> but it's like super nonchalant looks up i hated what they did in the reboot and it was like a full fucking courtroom of like 50 dudes he just miraculously takes out and i'm like wait a minute you guys up the ante like a thousand times why that's ridiculous like baby i still still love there was an interview there he said he's like yeah somebody decided to remake total recall it was a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) so can we i'm gonna all right while we're doing the arnold really quick sidebar i was asked this the other day and i feel like you got gentlemen would enjoy this question Top three Arnold movies, not including Predator or Terminator 2. So just Terminator Total Recall. 2? Total Recall. Wait, just Terminator 2 or the Terminator franchise? I would say, see, we, we it, it came down to Terminator 2 specifically, but... Because I would throw the first Terminator up there. Okay. With Total Recall. Total Recall. Terminator. I would go with I, True Lies. Really? Okay. That's I a, love that's True a, Lies. It's a great movie. We were doing top five, but I figured I'd short it for you guys and just do top three because that'd be the Total now, Recall, I, Terminator, and then I would definitely have to say for, because it's so near and dear to my heart. It's gonna go last, <laughs> last, action, hero. last yeah. action hero. Okay. See, I almost went with that, but my choices were so Commando. Oh, really has one of the best one-liners, really one. some of the best one-liners in it. Total Recall, of course. And I was going with my buddy, uh, ter- uh, Kindergarten Cop. Because oh. that was always, uh, for for me growing up in the 90s, that was always a big one. I do love Kindergarten Cop, too. Okay, top five. Top five. Pumping Iron. Ooh. Four. 
We'll, we'll have to go to kindergarten cop <laughs> three it's gonna go to jingle all the way oh yes it's gonna go to uh commando and one twins Yo, Twins is a great <laughs> movie. I'm just proud of you that wow. you throw in Batman and Robin. No, just Mr. Freeze. He's not like that cool in that. Freeze and hell, Batman! But you know, you gotta include fucking Pumping Iron. He talks, he, he says like getting a pump is like coming. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> like, I'm coming all the time. I'm coming at the gym. No, one of my favorite lines from that movie is when they're talking about what they're eating. Is like, oh my God, look at those guys. They're eating three hamburgers at once. He's eating 12 <laughs> eggs all in there. And then he's doing it with the biceps. Isn't that the one where he's just ripping a joint to other fucking Yeah. And I'm like, like now, uh, when we were having uh, this discussion, I was like, do we go? Because, like, nobody said it, but then we kind of did. It was an afterthought. I was like, yo, what about any of the Conan movies? Yeah. Why not? Like, well, because I, I, I went with the earliest. I was like, yo, Hercules, Hercules in New York. In New York. Yeah. <laughs> but which cut? Which cut? The one the where badly they kept dubbed. It? The badly dubbed okay, one. Okay. Because I've seen both. I've seen the one where they kept his voice and I've seen the dubbed one. And I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> you got to go with the dubbed one. <laughs> I would okay. I would totally I would totally throw in Conan the Barbarian in there in a top five yeah. absolutely. <laughs> hey guys, let's break yeah. this motherfucker, okay? So, oh, yeah. oh, I'm gonna go with uh, you know what? I'm gonna agree with Brody. Four point two. That's exactly where I was going. Four point two for me as well. I'm gonna give it a four point oh. Hmm. I'm gonna give it a three point five. That is a Goremore score of three point nine. Yeah, buddy. Not Sounds about right. Too shabby. Sweet. So next week's episode, even Ooh. though I, did we already mention it, or was that before we got went live? That was before. Okay. Maybe. So next week's episode is our doppelganger Kangabanger is one of his favorites. Pet Cemetery. The original. I don't want to be buried. Eighty seven. Correct. Eighty seven. Yes. Um. Eighty seven. No. 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 Um, Eighty eight. Eighty eight. I wonder if I wonder if he'll call off work for that. It was either 88 or 89 because I was 12. I remember that. Okay. Nope. Okay. Sweet. That's always a great one, dude. And it's been a hot minute since I've watched that. That was easily one of my favorite. It's easily one of my favorite movies for horror. Does that have a 4K release yet? I don't think so. I haven't seen anything on it. Not that I remember. It'll probably just be the fucking remake that comes up. Nothing was put. uh, Nothing was uh, really put. Like announced this week, really cool. Like Criterion's no, having a thirty percent off sale right now. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Is it through mm-hmm. them or through like I know I um, Barnes and Noble every so often does like a Criterion thirty percent off sale. Yes, they Yo, do. No, so there is a four K Blu-ray with a slipcase. Or is that that remake, homie? Nope. This one says nineteen eighty nine. Oh baby. I'm on eBay right now. Who's actually selling this? eBay. eBay's always got some good shit. Oh, eBay. eBay's trouble for me anymore. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan (laughs) myself. But no, there is definitely one out there. Huh. eBay or from the movie? No, for the. Okay, so here it is. uh, 4K Ultra HD on Amazon. Uh. Blu-ray is $44.97. Wait a minute. The 4K is only 20 bucks. About to order me the 4 fucking K right now. Hey, you might as well at this point. I have the regular DVD, so I'll just be watching it like that. Also, I think... I'll just uh, it on Prime. 
I was seeing uh, some of the features on the PlayStation Five with uh, reading the Blu-rays. They can't mm-hmm. do so, like uh, certain like what are the like Dolby Vision or some shit. Like some of them can't don't have those features for like certain HDRs and Dolby Visions and stuff like that. Really? Really? Yeah. Again, these aren't dedicated player. These these are players no. with the added features. So. And that's right. exactly why I never buy a next gen system when they first come out. Yeah. There's too many yeah. tweaks that need to be made. Bingo. Once again, like we mentioned before, there will be a slim version in a year and a half. There'll oh, be a yeah. slim and a pro version, guaranteed. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably. Fuckers. AK is just around the corner, folks. Just remember. That's why I'm saying there's gonna be a pro version. It's gonna be AK enabled. Mm-hmm. And you John's know, like uh, AK. <laughs> well, no, because no, the Xbox uh Series X already has AK on it. Mm-hmm. Does it? That was one of the, yeah, that was one of the standout features from uh launch. Now, if anybody like, actually has an AK television in their home, it's... right? <laughs> you got some money. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. It's a novelty thing at this point. But anyway, I think that that's it for this episode of the Gormore Podcast. Friendly reminder that the Gormore Podcast is part of the Project Louder Podcasting Network, home to other great podcasts such as the TJ Bowser Power Hour, Ghoulies Unflushed, Big Bad Beetle Bros, Rabbit Hole, Wrestling Ruin, Lights, Camera, Exploitation, Fatality. Mortal Kombat, and so much more. You can listen to those on Google Play, Audible, Spotify, and anywhere else you consume audio-only content. Head on over to projectlouder.net, your source for pop culture, and so much more. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, signing off. This is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Daddy, saying happy Mother's Day to all you mothers, stepmothers, and motherfuckers on Sunday. Yeah! <laughs> this is Big Johnny D. Say it. See you later, Gorehounds, and also to follow Chad Suit. If it's going to be Mother's Day, you also need a Mother's Night. By the way, I would also like to point out that there would be no Mother's Day without us. Because you can't have a Mother's Day without a cream pie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, They should be thanking us for saying. Well, I... (laughs) And uh, this is... You get us all killed. This is your killing machine, Bobby Amos, saying, Good night. I got nothing else for that. Good night.